This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass It's the American way And Uncle Sam put your name at the top of his list And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist And the eagle will fly And it's gonna be hell When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell And it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down Of the red, white, and blue. Boom! And welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls. I'm your host. Listen, I have a freaking special guest on today. I can't believe Facebook didn't shut me down for playing that song, but thank you, Toby Keith. Thank you, Facebook. And listen, I have a very special guest on today, my good friend and buddy, Justin Myers. I want to welcome you to the show, bro. Hey, man. Appreciate you having me on here, brother. Dude, I'm excited, man. As as I know and a lot of people know, you are a, a military veteran, and, and today is the perfect day to have you on, man. You're the one that selected the day. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Freedom on, bro. I love it, man. So happy Independence Day to everybody. Um, this guy right here is one of the millions that have fought for our freedom. And, and so hopefully today you enjoy your freedom and and thank guys like Justin for, for what, what you've done for us, man. So, dude, this is um, <laughs> Kyle Hendricks says because they know we'd shut them down. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's right. That's right. So, so listen. This show is about um, ha- helping people have a breakthrough. And and dude, I know you pretty well. We've had a lot of great in depth conversations. We both have been through the shit in life, and 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 we both have come through it and had breakthroughs, man. And so that's what this is about, bro. And and so today I want to want to start with you know like I normally do, just kind of tell everybody about like who you are, where you were born and raised and, and all of that. Let's start with that. Absolutely, man. Um, so I actually got home about three o'clock in the morning from my hometown, uh, in Richmond Hill, Georgia, uh, which is where I was raised as a young kid. Um, spent, a uh, better part of my life there about 12 of the 15 years that I was under my parents' roof was, was in Richmond Hill, Georgia. Uh, very, very small town. Uh, everybody knows everybody kind of deal. Uh, you can't get in trouble without everybody knowing about it. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, but one of the greatest things about, about growing up in that small town is it's a culture of excellence that is established in, in the youth at such a young age. Uh, we won four straight uh, basically a regional football championship at Pee Wee uh, State uh, football and 
high level baseball. We were always in the playoffs in baseball, and um, I ended up uh, I fought out of Savannah at Gerald's Gym and uh, for boxing and Savannah Taekwondo. I ended up being in the Junior Olympics for both. Um, so that's a that's a little bit of my background coming out of small town USA, uh, and now I'm, uh, I reside in Charleston, South Carolina. Moved here five years ago when I got medically retired out of the Navy. So so let's let so let's back up a little bit um, and and talk about and if, if if everybody hey I'm wearing red white and blue for the occasion <laughs> I never wear a tie dude I love it. I love it dude I love it so so um, so here's you know let's talk about you know so in childhood. Um, you know, I, I find that there's always something or someone, some event um, that that kind of dictates who or what we become as adults. So, so you went through childhood, you went to school, and it was in Georgia, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was in, uh, in South Georgia, about 20 minutes outside of Savannah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you went to um, you went to school down there. You went to to elementary, middle school, high school, all that. Did you end up going to college? I did go to some school. Uh, once I I once I left school, uh, I dropped out the last semester of my senior year and got my GED the next day. And I went to a wow. teaching tech for culinary school. Uh, I, I, I loved working in restaurants. I've been working in restaurants since I was thirteen years old. Uh, and uh, I didn't last in Statesboro. Um, Statesboro was not a very good environment, especially for somebody like me. And uh, that is ultimately what led me to get my shit together and get in the Navy. So, so you were, so you, you went to, where is it? Where is it? What'd you call it? Statesboro? Yeah, Statesboro, Georgia is the home of Georgia Southern University. And uh, Technical College and culinary programs tied in with both. Hey, back up just a little bit. The top of your head's cut. There you go. <laughs> top of your head's cut off, man. We need to see that that shiny globe, man. Come on. <laughs> so, so, so you okay? So you went to college for a little bit, um, and then like something pushed you into the military, into the Navy, right? Why did you pick? Uh, why did you pick the Navy? I picked the Navy because the Marine Corps wouldn't take me. I had a GED, uh, so the very first stop I went to was to the Marine Corps. Uh, the, the Marines are very heavy tradition of my family. We date back to the Continental Marine Corps. Uh, the very first member of our family in the Continental Marine Corps was uh, a guy named Jackson Myers, uh, and that's you know back in 1775, man. Way back in tradition for our family. Wow. Um, so I went to the record first. Uh, I, was, I wasn't in a very good spot uh, in life, and there's a lot of things that I cannot discuss uh, due to legalities. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, uh, Gunny said, hey, man, I mean, it's going to take about a year and a half to be able to get waivers and stuff to get you in. And I had a look at it and said, I, I don't have that kind of time. I got to go. Gotcha. Said, well, the Navy, the, the Navy maybe able to help you get out a little faster. So he yeah. took me over to the Navy office and uh, I walked in and I said, what's the closest thing I could do to be in a Marine? And, uh, and so he could go be a Navy SEAL. I was like, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Oh my right. God. So 
So I get down, I get down to Mets, and uh, you know, I do all my entrance processing, do the medical examinations, and all that good stuff. And come to find out, uh, I'm only correctable to 2030 uh, with surgery provision. Uh, yeah. My right eye is almost legally blind, so uh, going to Bud's got completely genetics. Mm. So then I was like, well, I, I have to get out of here. I have to do this. So what's the next best thing? Um, and they said, well, you can go be a gunner's mate. And, uh, you know, if you play your cards right, you do right, then you have an opportunity to go and be support with special warfare and stuff like that. So that's the uh, that's the route that I chose. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so um, what do you feel like as a... Um, in, in childhood and, and, and I'm not, you don't have to go into details, but was there any person or event that kind of pushed you into, you know, what you became as an adult? Uh, I would say it was a culmination of, of several things. Um, you know, growing up in a small town, uh, my dad wasn't really present. My dad lived with us. I worked his ass off. Um, so don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, Wow. So, and, um, you know, there were a lot of opportunities provided for me. The the interior chaos inside of the household was absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, I started sleeping with a gun at eight years old because um, I didn't really know what the fuck was going to happen. Wow. So uh, I know me and you have had conversations about addiction and stuff yeah. like that. Obviously, it runs pretty heavy in my family. Uh, runs heavy in me as well. So, uh, you know, I think a culmination of experiences and, um, you know, going through some extraordinarily hard challenges uh, of violence um, really has led me to, to really pursue to not be a lot of the things that I was around. And, uh, you know, the Navy fortunately was a platform for me to get out away from everything and truly discover and develop myself. Right. Right. So, so, so you ended up, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, you and I, again, we've had a lot of in-depth conversation, um, and we have very similar, similar childhoods. Um, so you, you know, you, um, you ended up going into the Navy and, and of course you wanted to, you, you, you wanted to pick the baddest ass position you could get because that, that's just who you are, right? That was five years old. Right. Right. Oh God! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, so you went through a lot of crap, man. And, and, um, and you carried that into the Navy, um, probably with a bit of a chip on your shoulder. <laughs> Absolutely. How, how did, did you go to Great Lakes for boot camp? Honestly, she 
she was the, a, a huge driving force uh, for me to better myself. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just one of those things, man, where, you know, you have a, a certain event, and like I said, legally, I can't, I can't really discuss it. Uh, I get it. But there's a, there's a certain event that happened uh, when I when I woke up and realized you're not going to live to see fucking 21, and, and you better figure it out now. Yeah, yeah. So you had that piv- pivotable pivotable pivotal moment. Gee, many Christmas. If I can talk today. Um, so you had that moment where where a moment of clarity where it was like whoa, this, this, this isn't going the way that, uh, I think it should be going and, and I got to change something. So how, how was, um, with that chip on your shoulder? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I know you had one, dude, you had to, I, I had one We you know, when you go through that and uh, that stuff, man, it's impossible not to, but how was, how was boot camp, man? I was in Division 918 here on Honor, Honor Company. We were a gold star uh, company. Uh, my, my RDC, uh, which is Recruit Division Commander, she was actually a Marine for 14 years before she crossed over to the Navy. Okay. Uh, she was 4 foot 10, uh, half Asian, half black, and she's the meanest motherfucking lady. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she, she, she's from Brooklyn. She was a little itty bitty thing, and she is the meanest thing I've ever met. Wow. Uh, she, she told us from day one, you boys are either going to be really smart or you're going to be really strong. Uh, we ended up being really strong. Um, <laughs> then when I played in camp, I, I could do 127 push-ups in two minutes. Wow. Holy crap, man. Wow. Yeah, we were strong, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. So, so you... Um, so, so as you said, boot camp's nothing in the Navy. My, 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 my brother went to to Great Lakes too, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's really easy, man. It really is. It, I, I honestly had a little bit more expectation than what I was just because my whole thing was Marine Corps, and I knew what to expect at Paris Island. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to I got to RDC, and it was like super, super chill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, my RDC was intense at times, but for the most part, man, it was really chill. Uh, more learning and, and development more than intensity. Uh, yeah. It was not very intense. Right. Right. Um, it was cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're from, from South Georgia to north of Chicago, man. <laughs> That's... When I, Oh my god. And when I got to Chicago it was three degrees. Yeah. I'm I had no idea, man. Oh my god. I stepped outside of the airport and I thought I was gonna Oh my god, dude, that's so funny. So 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 you were in the you went through boot camp, you got got through all that. What what happened next? So once I uh once I got out of boot camp I was uh So I went to Gunner's Mate A School where I learned, you know, basic armor, armory uh, functions, uh, weapon uh, teardowns, maintenance, um, all the shooting, obviously, is a big part of what we do. Um, 
learned uh, plumbing and magazine sprinkler systems, learned torpedoes, five-inch cannons, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of the basics of those specialties. Uh, ended up uh, ended up getting my dream orders to uh, Riverine Unit uh, 3. Um, we call it Riveron, Riverine Squadron 3, uh, out of Williamsburg. However, um, I, I got in a little trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seem to, to do that. Uh, it's actually a really funny story that we don't have time for today. Um, oh, we've got and, all, dude, we got all the time in the world. So, so I went to a, so I went to fly home on a on a weekend that I didn't have duty, and I didn't take leave or anything, and uh, I flew back. had a had a great uh, great one day in home uh, with with my fiance, my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Sunday morning, I was like, well, I need to I need to fly out early so I don't get delayed again. I got delayed on Friday way down i can't afford that if i don't make back I'm, I'm in trouble right uh so i i get to the airport at like nine o'clock in the morning so that i can you know catch the early flight we didn't we got delayed until seven o'clock that night and i missed my connector out of dallas uh. and uh so i had to call the uh the command duty officer at great lakes and explain to him that i was not going to be at school in the morning oh no uh, so he was like hey no problem what's your lead chip number and i was like so i don't have one of those <laughs> Oh, so like, hey, I'll see you as soon as you touch ground. So, uh, oh, so when I landed, I had to get my flight number. When I landed, I had uh, two MAs sitting at the airport waiting on me. And oh, no. Went straight to legal office and uh, ended up going to the to, uh, disciplinary review board. And then I ended up in, uh, you know, XOI, which is, uh, you know, executive officer inquiry. Yeah. Um, and the, the only real trouble I got into, I was number one in my class. I was graduating two weeks ahead of time. Uh, you know, I did everything right, and, and I was a leader in my class and helped other people. Uh, and I ended up, uh, ended up, the only punishment I got was seven days restriction, uh, one week forfeiture pay. The biggest hit I took, though, was they pulled my orders to Rimron. Uh, uh. That, that hurt. I, I was not... That was the only thing that really stung on that, and it was enough to to go. You gotta get shit together. Yeah. You can't doing stupid stuff. Yeah. So it was like, dude, I would have signed your lead shit, no problem. I would have given you special liberty so you didn't have to use it, you know. But yeah. you didn't follow any protocol, and I have to punish you. So they made wow. an example of me across the base. Uh, every single recruit on the base uh, was well informed of what happened. <laughs> Oh, jeez. So, uh, so that was awesome. Um, wow. Transferred out of there. Uh, you know, I got put on the goal, obviously, to finish up, um, you know, my, my restriction. And then I got shipped over to my first ship, which was the USS Ashland. Uh, from there, uh, I was, I checked on board with 13 gunner's mates. Uh, where, where was this? Was this in Virginia or? Okay, is that near Norfolk? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so I checked in um, and uh, give you a little bit of a glimpse of the inside life of a gunner's mate. 
a 19-year-old kid, I really have no idea what the hell is about to happen <laughs> second. Right? right. I mean, right. I, I don't know. So I have this, this GM2 Gritzmacher, brainiac kid. He's actually a, he's actually a doctor now. Wow. Uh, Right. You do it. So, uh, so he opens the army door, and, uh, and I walk in, and there's 12 other gunner states just staring at me. And I was like, uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> and, uh, and about a fraction of a second after that, uh, I got my first hit. Uh, and, and my armory initiation developed into a, uh, and a straight onslaught ass whooping, uh, which what? was amazing. Uh, to be quite honest, I loved it. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a welcome to the brotherhood and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll all fight with each other, but anybody messes with us and, uh, you know, it's, it's game on. Wow. Uh, our armory was known as the Thunderdome. Um, we, we were the smallest division on the ship, but we, uh, we held our own against everybody else, uh, and we're always outnumbered. Um, and that was the point of the initiation to understand that you're always going to be outnumbered. You're always going to have shit going through uh, that you don't think you're going to be able to get out of, and you have to be able to keep going and fight. So, so this this sh- was this like a, a, a battleship, a, a, a carrier? Uh, what was it? So it was a uh, it was an LSD, which is a uh, landing dock ship. Uh, we transported Marines. It was our primary function. Okay. Uh, so this huge well deck uh, had two two flight two spots on the flight deck for helos. Uh, we, we didn't do a lot of special warfare support. Yeah. Um, so, so we always, always were out with the SEAL teams, uh, mainly SEAL Team 2, SEAL Team 4, um, going out and doing boat ops and uh, helo ops. And uh, we did a lot of what we call Scan Eagle, which is where we throw the UAVs up and, and do a lot of support for those guys. Wow. Yeah, LSD <clears throat> is an extraordinarily versatile ship. Yeah. So, so if if so, at some point you started traveling the world, right? I did. So, two thousand eight uh, was my first deployment. Okay. Uh, but I, I do want to kind of backtrack a little bit because um, it's really going to help you guys understand a lot of things. Um, so, one, you guys can see uh, this. I have this bracelet that doesn't. I don't take it off for anything. Uh, TSA tried to get me to take it off at the airport the other day. I told him to fuck himself. <laughs> um, this is just not happening. What is it? So, uh, November 8, 2007, I had a, uh, one of my gunners, um, Jeffrey Hahn, uh, unbelievably good friend of mine, took me under his wing. Uh, he was actually on his way to Buds. Um, that, that was his goal as well. Yeah. To the SEAL teams. And on November 8th, uh, that morning at about seven o'clock, um, Jeff Jeff shot himself in the arm, um, oh. and that was uh, you know I've dealt with suicide attempts before uh, in my life prior to that with other people, uh, but you never ever join the military expecting to lose a brother to suicide ever. Um, right. You expect, you expect to go to war. You expect to see hell. You expect to fight. You expect to honestly. Uh, get to a point where you don't know what you're going to live. 
but you don't expect to to walk into that right. situation. Nineteen years old, I couldn't even process. Uh, wow. That was before my wedding. Wow. I in January, so there was literally <clears> like no processing of this. Um, obviously, do have addiction to my background, um, so I started drinking pretty heavily. Um, but 2008 deployment um, was was really interesting one because um, we did have the Marines with us. Um, I was a 25 gunner as well. And, what's uh, what's that? What's that mean? Uh, 25 millimeter is uh, is a massive chain gun. Uh, it's uh. Basically, think of a think of a 50 cal machine gun on steroids. <laughs> oh my god! Hit a barrel in five five miles. Oh my gosh! The first, I got the uh, I got the cartridge in my room. I can I can show you guys here in a minute. But uh, anyways, wow. uh, we ended up hitting uh, we hit we hit nineteen countries. The deployment was pretty freaking cool. Um, you know, I it did have obviously some issues that I hadn't gone got help with. Uh, ended up in Iraq for a little bit doing that security plat uh, security platform uh, on the oil. Right. Um, yeah. Which working with Iraqis then was wow, mind blowing. Yeah, mind blowing. You get a gunfight, those guys are gone. <laughs> wow. I mean, they didn't even want to defend themselves, so you know, it was uh, it was quite interesting. Uh, but it was it was great deployment. Uh, I got to see a lot of places, uh, and then uh, came back and ended up in rehab in 2009. Uh, the Navy put me in a 30 day lock in. And yeah. uh, I had continuing, uh, obviously, continuation therapy and treatment. I got diagnosed with PTSD uh, back then um, from, you know, culmination of a lot of events. Plus, right. Plus the suicide, um, you know, so large reason why I have that bracelet on every day is, is a reminder that, that life is precious and, and you can't take it with your own hand. And no matter how dark it may seem, there's always a way to fight, and there's always a way to move forward, and, and you, you can't you can't make a permanent decision on a temporary situation. Right, I agree with you, man. I agree. Wow. So, what's the bracelet say? Can you hold it up again? Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's it's Jeffrey Hawk. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's it's his birthday, September twenty fourth. Uh, his expiration date, uh, which was technically November 9th. Uh, even though he did commit suicide on the eighth, he did not. Uh, he did not actually die until eleven o'clock the next day. Wow. Uh, which was uh, pretty difficult, uh, as you could could imagine. Um, wow. You know, we didn't really know what was going to happen. We actually didn't even know if he was going to die at that point, um, because the doctors, you know, they they said he's still, you know, he's still breathing, still has pulse. Wow. Know, he's just obviously in a coma at the at that time. The the brain had very very little function. Wow. Uh, still active, but it was mostly active due to the, the trauma. Um, and he, and he, did, he did expire on the, on the night. Wow, man. Wow. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's got to be, man. That was the first, man. That was the very first brother I lost. Um, it's a very long list after that. That's the only number I care about. Um, you know, yeah. combat, combat, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I remember my very first uh, confirmed kill, um, but after that, none, none of them matter. Uh, the only numbers to me that matter is the brothers I've lost and didn't make it back or took their own lives. Wow. So so you, you um, 
so you you saw some combat then at some point. Yep, couple times, couple times. Wow. Um. <clears throat> wow. I don't even know what question to ask you next, dude. <laughs> I think this is a this is a first. So um. So at some point, I mean, how how long were you in the the military then in the I navy? Was there for- Six and a half years. Um, I was medically retired April 30th of 2013. And I was, when I separated, I was actually in a wheelchair. Um, it was pretty, yes. Yeah, wow. I just find 50 on my Harley. Um, and the, uh, that accident, I ended up 500 yards from that tapped. Wow. The laws of physics say I shouldn't have even been alive through that. Um, I did, I did get some injuries, but in, in retrospect, uh, they were extraordinarily minor. I mean, my hip popped out, ripped my cartilage out of my hip. Um, my labrum in my hip is no longer even there. Uh, it, it severed on both sides and ended up disintegrating. Wow. Uh, so, uh, so there's literally nothing that holds my hip in place. It's popped out quite a few times. Uh, it hurts a little bit, but it's pretty easy to pop back in. Um, you know, kind of get used to those kind of things. Um, I had two reconstructive surgeries on my sh- on my right shoulder. Uh, got seven acres in it. Uh, got slipped disc in my lower back. Uh, my neck is actually uh, got two vertebrates that fused together. Uh, my left tibia was removed and replaced with a metal rod in 2012. Wow. Um, so I've had uh, I've had my fair share of battle scars. I've, I've broken most of the bones in my body. Uh, all my ribs have been broken. All my fingers have been broken. My toes. Uh, my nose has been broken eight times. Um, yeah, I've had my head split in half. I don't know. Jeez, dude. So, uh, wow. I guess. Oh, jeez. Well, you're a big dude, man. You'd be hard to kill. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Wow. So, <clears throat> good lord, man. So, so you got out of the military in 2013. So that was, dude, that was just five years ago. I know. Wow. Um, wow. So, so s- since, since you got out of the military, um, I'm sure, you know, and, and I, I had, um, another guy on that's, that's a, a veteran. His name's Alex Hill. I don't know if you saw that episode or not, but he, um, you know, he's, he's been through similar things. Um, he was in the army, but, but, you know, one thing he talked about is how difficult it is to, um, readjust to the civilian life. And my brother went through that too. In fact, he was in for six years, came out and couldn't adjust. He hated it. So he went back in for another four years. <laughs> so, you know, and the, from the Navy. <clears throat> Right. Without, without any hesitation. Uh, but unfortunately, it is a game of millimeters, game of game of milliseconds. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it, it, the, the success rate is significantly dropped in the physical condition that I am in, and uh, and I'm not willing to take that risk because I know you have to win. Yeah. And in order to win, you have to be able to perform at that level. And uh, I just can't perform at that level. Uh, at least right now, you know, I'm still, I'm still very early in, in you know, the recovery process, sure. the process. Uh, that's 
Well, so there's no telling. You know, one day business could be uh, business could be booming, man, and then I could end up in uh, an Apple contract. So. Right, right. But you know, <clears throat> let's you know, let's 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 kind of talk about though, because you know, I know you've been through a lot of crap, right? But you've also had a lot of blessings in your life, and and yeah, and and I think that if if you know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what the military gave you, or what you what you got from the military that's helping you in life today. What what are some of the things that are that are that push you now today because of the military? Um, I think one of the biggest. One of the biggest things, obviously, that the military teaches is, is structure and discipline. Yeah. Uh, it's extraordinarily structured. Uh, the level of discipline is, is extraordinarily high. The integrity of which you must operate is extraordinarily high. Right. Um, Right. Through, um, through what I've been uh, in my career, the the levels of resiliency that, that I've had to face uh, through adversity, uh, honestly, are, are what keeps me going. Um, and at the end of the day, when I have a shitty day, because it does happen, entrepreneurship is not all sunshine and rainbows. No. Yeah, really shitty day. I look back and say, you know what, dude? I'm not getting shot at. I've got a roof over my head. I'm not sleeping in fucking war zone. And, I, and I'm eating good. You know, I'm very grateful for those things. Um, you know, and being grateful for what we have is extraordinarily important. I, I've heard stories um, from, you know, former military members that... Um, talk about especially i mean my brother was in the navy as well he was in the first gulf war and and you know talking about like you sleep for 30 minutes and then you got to go like you know like being able to go for weeks on on next to zero sleep like hardly any sleep at all if any and and so i think that that and and again when it comes down to owning a business and i know you know you now have a business and and we'll talk about that in a second but you know it gives you the ability to go i mean go 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 because you're you're conditioned right you're you're conditioned from the military like when it's go time man sleep sleep isn't an option Wow. And that's in, that obviously in, in, in combat environments and stuff like that. Right. Six, six straight days with zero sleep. Wow. Moving for six straight days. Dude, uh, wow. I can tell you it was literally the most miserable six <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, and, you know, the first two days really weren't too bad. Uh, day three was pretty rocky. Day four was really just delirious. Uh, yeah. Five and six, you're, you're so fucking over it that, that you're literally willing to do whatever it takes to get back and, and, and sleep. Wow. 
dude, that's insane, man. So, so you, um, you, you got, so you got out of the military. You, you you've, yeah. you've had a, a rough way, but you also, um, I know you, you got into a, a, um, pretty big position eventually with a company and, and, you know, dude, you blew up. Did man, and uh, honestly, I was actually uh, talking to a friend about it this morning, man. It's uh, it's truly surreal, uh, you know, coming from a very small town, um, you know, and and just being a small town guy. And when I when I got to the sign shop, I, I truly didn't really, I had no idea about anything in the industry. I had no clue what I was going to. I knew sales. I, I've been in sales my whole life. And around it, um, so it's not wasn't anything foreign to me uh, when I took over as a sales director. Um, but I had no. Uh, you know, I did deals with Amazon, Wow, Amazon, Google, Facebook. I did. Gary Vaynerchuk's office, I worked with Grant Cardone, Tim Story, Matt Monero, um, you know, I've worked for FedEx, uh, which actually has its own sign company, uh, we still produce signs for them. Wow. Uh, you know, so I've, I've worked with literally over 200 of the Fortune 500 uh, as clients, and uh, we grew from, from a decently sized business to a top five industry leader with over 190,000 clients in four years. Wow, dude, that's incredible. Um, so, uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you. Fine. I'm here. The audio keeps dropping out. Somebody said. Um, so, so with the um, so you you went to work for this company, and then um, at some point you decided you wanted to be your own boss. Yep. And and uh, and do your own deal. So, but but you have a mentor. Mentor has a lot to do with that. Um, yeah. So me and me and Matt and are, are are really good friends. And he yeah. Me in a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, I helped him in a lot of areas as well. Uh, yeah. With his company, um, obviously, with my background in the military, my leadership experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I at one point I had 354 people under my command. Wow. Um, so I'm pretty used to, to big operations. Um, you know, I've worked on multi-million dollar budgets while I was in. Uh, you know, one of the one of the greatest things that Navy did for me when I got hurt was send me through Six Sigma, and then they put me in the freaking airplane side of the Navy, and then said, "Hey, you got to run production in the Navy." I was like, "Dude, I don't even know anything. I'm about to do is shoot those buttons. I only know how to shoot that. Like, I didn't know anything." About right. That. Right. So they sent me through uh, Six Sigma, uh, got my green belt for that. Um, wow. I was in charge of uh, a lot of people with billion dollar aircrafts. Um, I was the number two uh, ranked E5 out of 1,500 at command. Uh, wow. It was a massive command. We had almost 15,000 people at that command. Uh, it was huge. Uh, and to kind of give you a significance of that, one, I was on medical hold orders, right? Two, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not an air guy. Right? <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a black shoe, water navy guy. Right. Versus being being a brown shoe 
aviation guys. So for me to come in and get the, the number two ranking in, in six months of being out of command, uh, if anybody that's ever served in the military will let, will, will let you know just how impressive that really is. And I didn't really think about it until afterwards. Um, right. You know, but I busted my ass, man. I've been working 100 hours a week for a long fucking time, even when I was in the military. Uh, wow. And that's a large reason why I got where I'm at so fast. Uh, right. Because I put more time. It's not that I did anything better or different than other people. I just put more time and faster. You worked harder. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's all it is, man. Yeah. If you, if you, if you outwork everybody, then, then it's easy. So... That's right. And and by the way, Matt Monero is an unbelievable person to I mean that dude. Huge. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, you know, I never understood it, so, so obviously it created some conflict um, because I, I never started my own business. Uh, right. That, you know what I mean? To, at least it was successful. I started some little bullshit jobs here and there. But, right. You know, so, uh, you know, I, you know I'm, not, I'm not doing 100 hours a week for anybody else ever again. I, I, need, I need freedom. Uh, I need to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it, how yeah. I want to do it. I don't want to be res- uh, a Right, right. Well, I, I think, and and obviously you're you're on your way. I, how long how long have you owned this this new deal? And what's it called? What's the name of your company? So what what kind of signage do you do? I mean, can you do it for anyone? I mean, what what? Yep. Okay. So I literally I literally can do just about anything. Um, I, I like to specialize in three D uh, store built complete store build outs. Yeah. Uh, where, you, where you're doing the storefront signage, the yep. interior, stuff, all that stuff. Obviously, that's that's you know where I really want to be focused on. But I do do acrylic prints, uh, which are very high end prints. Yeah. Uh, anybody knows uh, Dr. Christine Morgan and Thomas Morgan? Uh, they are one of my clients. I do a lot of uh, very high-end prints for them. Okay. Uh, I do. Uh, I do a lot of aluminum <clears throat> signage. Um, I do uh, a lot of vinyl stuff, car wraps, truck wraps. Uh, you know that that kind of thing. I I'm one of the very few sign companies that do it on a national and international level. Wow. Uh, you know, one one major learning 
tool that I had while I was at the science shop was the ability to, to be able to learn how to do international business and be able to work with other countries and, and stay up all night because it's their work time, not mine. And uh, right. be able to do the logistics to get it shipped over there and, and have those kind of partnerships and relationships. Uh, you know, and I am a service disabled veteran owned business. Um, you know, which I just learned about not too, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a service disabled veteran owned business, when I apply for any government bids, if there's not a service disabled veteran owned business that applies, I, uh, I automatically get the award, uh, by law of Congress. Wow. So I nice. have a, uh, a massive advantage over the rest of the industry yeah. for government contracting because there's only three other companies uh, that are service disabled and they're extraordinarily small capability and they only work in their local market. Ah, gotcha. Uh, so I have a, a huge opportunity, which is a large reason why Matt said, that's your niche, go fucking get it. Yeah, get it. yeah. That's a $15 million a year uh, take for me. Yeah. And that's not even close to doing even 25% of what the government does. That's awesome, if, dude. If I did take 50% of what the government produces every year, uh, then, then I'm talking about being a, about a $45 million annual company just off government contract. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you got some big big things cooking. Yeah. So it takes two years to get your to get your GSA certification. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, so I can do a lot of little small jobs here and there. Yeah. Uh, but I can't do the six hundred seven hundred thousand dollar contracts, and million dollar contracts until I get my GSA certification. Right. Uh, but once I have that, and I know everybody's like, God, that's so far, dude. Two years is not far. No. Two years is not for it all. I'm already, I'm only I'm only twenty months away now. Right. So all I gotta do is just stay in business and keep keep pushing and, and growing for the next twenty months until I get that and then I go from where I'm at, wherever that is in, in twenty months to an extraordinarily massive growth. Right. And I legitimately think with that with that growth that I could probably get the top 100 in the 500 fastest growing companies. That's awesome, dude. It's a, it's a legitimate goal of mine. That's awesome. So, so l- let me ask you this. I mean, so it sounds like you're you're definitely off to a good start, and and you know what, like when you, because I know that that people look up to you as a a leader and they probably reach out to you and ask you for for you know advice or guidance or whatever what is in in your opinion um what is one of the biggest things that you see people doing um in life that's that's blocking their success that's stopping them from from making it um Yeah. Uh, self-doubt is probably one of the biggest killers and the ability to uh, get over what's happened. Yeah. Um, you know, people get stuck in, you know, the, the blame cycle and they don't take the ownership levels that they should. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things is, is themselves. Yeah. Uh, by not taking ownership and just fucking moving. Right. You can't fit. 
You know, it's it's no different. Business is no different than combat. If, if anything, business is, is more difficult in a lot of aspects because the marketplace is so big. Yeah. Just because you have a setback doesn't mean you can sit there and fucking take your time to figure it out. Right. You need to address it right now. Figure out what happened, what was wrong, what can we do better, how do we make sure it never happens again, and right. fucking move. Right. Because right. The longer you sit still, the faster you're going out of business. Right. I agree. I agree with you. So, so. If somebody is stuck right now and they don't know what to do, they don't know, they just, we've all been there, dude. You've been there. I've been there uh, where, where you're, you're stuck. You, you can't pay anything. You, you can't figure it out. What, and they call you up and say, dude, what, what do I do, man? I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I, I, I've done everything that I can think of. What do I do? What are you going to say to that person? I'm going to, I'm going to ask him exactly where you're at. What, what are we going through? What are we looking at? What are your challenges? Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ask probably 15, 20 questions so that right. I can truly understand where they're at. Right. Uh, every situation is going to be different. I get, I get, I get inboxed on this kind of stuff every single day. Yep. Uh, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing. Dude, I get like three to four thousand notifications a day. It's stupid. Yeah. Honestly, I don't get back to probably 50% of it at least. Right. Because uh, I can't spend all day on Facebook, man. Like, right. I just can't. Right, right. Um, but I do get I do get those those questions, man, and it's it's no one singular answer to that. The, the level of complexities uh, and, and the directions to, to fix things it all uh, it all varies based on the situation. And fortunately for me, uh, I have had a lot of experience in the short time that I have been in life. Yeah. Uh, in general. Um, and I've also been able to, to get connected with literally some of the most brilliant minds in business. Yeah. So if I don't have the answer, I typically <clears throat> have the resource to figure it out in your industry. I probably know a senior executive yep. in any industry because I've worked with the top companies in just about every industry. Right. Uh, Harvard was one of my clients. Uh, wow. I mean, it's, I, I can reach out to, to some big people, man. I, I've got friends that have three, four hundred million dollar annual businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done businesses with with companies that are doing thirty billion a year. Yep. You know, so yeah. so I don't have all the answers, man. And there's no singular person that will ever have all the answers. Nope. Uh, it, it's about being able to connect. Uh, with the right person who can get you to the right person with all the answers. Yep. I agree, man. I agree. So you what's... You have to reach out. The number one thing you have to do is fucking reach out. Right, right. You can't stay stuck. You That's can't it. Stay inside yourself. You can't stay inside your mind. Because the more you're stagnant, it's, it's dangerous, man. Stagnant time is dangerous, especially for veterans. Uh, we can't be stagnant because it mentally is, is absolutely crushing. Yeah. Uh, in civilian world, you can't stay in business. You can't stay stagnant because you're gonna go out of business because somebody else is, is out there trying to trying to beat you. Yep, that's right. And, and I I think that you know people people do they stay they get paralyzed by fear and and they can't move and and I'm sure that that even even in the the heat of battle. I know there's 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 soldiers that that freeze they they just they panic they freeze whatever that is 
it, it and and I would imagine that that's covered in training. Like, hey, by the way, if this happens, this is what you do. What is that? You just go, bro. I know. I mean, I right? I know. I get that. So, you know, when you, when you go when you go through combat and stuff, man, you, you don't think if, if you're thinking, usually there's a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I've been very fortunate. The level of training that, that happens in the military before you ever even go into combat yeah. is why we are the most lethal fighting force on the planet. And business has to be the same way. Yep. The level of training and research and development that you must do. One thing I tell everybody, man, is, is we are in an extraordinarily rapidly developing world. Yep. And if you are not developing yourself and your business and your people every single day, you will not last. Amen to that. You have to master your craft to the point to where you don't think only execute. Yep. Amen to that. So the you do. Have, the do you do you are you into personal development? You read a lot. Every single day, man. Every single day, I do, I do training every day. I Good. Work out every day, and I do I do self development in some aspect every single day. I I can't. That's awesome, dude. I can't tell you work out. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing, dude. I'm playing. I, the, the funny part, Ken, man, is I'm nowhere near what I used to be, man. I'm, Jeez. My, my movements are extraordinarily limited. Yeah. And I still go probably harder than most people will ever do at a gym. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. So, so... What's next for for Justin? I, I we're we're kind of coming close to the end of the hour here, but what's what's coming up for you, man? What's 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 next? Uh, so obviously, I've been uh, I've been asked to speak at a few conferences, uh, which is pretty humbling. Uh, very very honored to be able to do that. That's awesome. Uh, I, I'm starting to open up mentorship uh, to to other business owners. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my number one mission. Uh, to be honest with you, Ken, is, is to make a massive impact in the veteran community and to help veterans transition because the transition process fucking sucks. There's yeah. no other way to put it. Right. It is brutal. It is miserable. 99.9% will not plan properly for it, and it just makes it that much harder. And yeah, I've heard the, that. The lack of purpose uh, once you get out is, is brutal. So my, my mission is to create a purpose and to be able to give these guys a mission of, you know, selfless service to continue in a yeah. different aspect, give them a career, give them an ability to make money, take care of their family, yep. make an impact in their individual communities, um, as well as the veteran community. Um, so that's that's really my path and my mission. And, you know, Sci-Fi Veteran is a vehicle to do that. My speaking engagements, uh, my consultation, my mentoring, those are all just vehicles to allow me to get back. Uh, yeah. to the veteran community at the levels that I would like to get back. What's the, so, so you're, and I already knew this about you because I know you, but, but there's, there's going to be millions of eyeballs on this on the TV network. So, so what's, what's the, I mean, you stand for, for giving back 
And I, I mean, I, I'm not a veteran, but I know I could call you and you'd help me. So I, right. I mean, I, I don't I, like, you're just, that's who you are. And, and, you know, I, I think that that's probably, um, from what I've watched and I've, I've known you for a few years now, um, from what I've seen, like, that's probably one of your biggest attributes that, that, that's helped you become successful is you're a giver. I know of, I know of, I know of people that, that you, you know, were trying to get their attention that you did free signs for. <laughs> like, I know, I know. Dude, I know. I talked to you. I talked to you on the phone when you were doing some of it and you're, you know, so I, I know. And, and, and that's what's freaking badass about you, man. It's not, it's not that you wear cool t-shirts with, 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 with nice looking rifles. It's not that you're the big dude with the beard. It's, it's what's inside you, right? And what's inside Justin Myers is you've got a huge heart and you really do care about people, man. And I love that about you. I know you do. I know. Right. Yep. I I know. Right. Whatever that freedom is defined by you right. is what you are in pursuit of. Right. And my, my pursuit is the freedom to be able to go out and give the way that I want to give. That takes money, doesn't it? <laughs> it takes a fuck ton of money. Right, right. It is, uh, Right. Resources to make that massive impact. Amen. That's you right. Know, so it does take money, and, and part of every one of my businesses that I do own, we have we have certain percentages of our company that go back directly to veterans, and yeah. we have a certain percentage that go to veteran charities. So right. I actually give away free courses to veterans uh, that people would pay fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year for. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Well, man, I am um, beyond beyond grateful that that you uh, you, you came on the show today, and and just the perfect day to have you on too, man. You're you're an, you're an incredible dude. So how how do how do um, you know for those of those that are watching this or or will watch this um, that don't know who you are. Um, how do they follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Justin Myers Enterprise on Facebook. Uh, and my Instagram is Master Gun. Uh, the S is a five. Uh, I'll play, I'll play all this stuff here in the comments for you guys. Okay, uh, yeah. My, I, I've got a, my website is SciencefyVeterans.com. Uh, anything I can do to help with signage. Um, I, I do free consultations. Um, you know, I, Yeah. Um, so you signsbyveterans.com. Uh, it's very, very much still under construction. Uh, it is nowhere near ready uh, or complete, but it is up so that people can get a hold of me. Um, and 
again, you can hit me up on my personal Facebook, uh, hit me up on my public face. Uh, you know, just started doing that thing and, and trying to get that going. Uh, you know, mentors are, are pushing me to do uh, it a little more. I, I try to stay on Facebook, man, but I uh, can't yeah. really do that. Uh, Got to be able to give back yeah. um, and be available for people, and, and that's what it's all about. I agree with you, man. Well, dude, you are, you're a very, very good friend of mine. I appreciate the hell out of you, man. I think you're a rock star and, and you're, you're still pretty young, dude. I'll, I'll be, that's crazy, dude. I'll be 50 here in in a couple weeks, man. Like that just blows my freaking mind. So my goal is 50 is honestly to, to not even work. Right. Like literally. When I'm 50 right. years old, the only thing I'll be doing is enjoying time with the people that I love yeah. and giving back, and that's it, dude. I will, be, I will not be working. I'll be well, doing yeah. you know, but I'll be doing it by reports. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not going to be working at 50 years old, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm here to make an impact for real. Good, dude. Good. Well, man, I appreciate you, brother. I really do. And and anybody that's on here that's not following Justin, make sure you hit him up. Justin, make sure you go in and 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 comment here after we're done and put all your info in. And I'll go back in and correct. I I, I forgot the S on the end of your name when I typed this the the damn thing up. So my bad. I'll fix it though. But dude, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for being on. And and to to everybody that's shared this out and and liked it and loved it and some laughing cry faces and everything, um, thank you. Appreciate all of you. Happy Independence Day. I don't say Happy Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Fourth of July is everywhere, man. Yeah, you get it all wrong, bro. It's Happy Freedom Day, bro. Freedom Day. Freedom. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's right, dude. People That's right. That's it. That is it, man. Dude, thank you. Appreciate you being on. You guys have an awesome 4th of July, and we will see you again tomorrow. Justin, thank you. Freedom on, brother. All right. Peace out.